If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Parables of Jesus, The Cloth and New Wineskins, referenced in Matthew chapter 9 verse 14 to 17, Mark chapter 2 verse 18 to 22, Luke chapter 5 verse 33 to 39. The theme is on the reality over religion, and the context is Jesus is asked why his disciples are not fasting and praying. In Luke chapter 5 verse 33, they said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours goes on eating and drinking. Jesus answered, Can you make the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days they will fast. He told them this parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it to an old one. If he does, he will have torn the new garment, and the patch from the new one will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for he says the old is better. Jesus questioned about fasting. Luke 5.33 They said to Jesus, John's disciples often fast and pray, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours goes on eating and drinking. We don't see fasting as an ordinance set forth in the Law of Moses. However, it was a common practice amongst the Jews as a means of solemn reverence. It was a time set aside to seek God in prayer. A side note, fasting without being in the Word of God and prayer is just dieting. The Christian church continued the practice in Acts chapter 13 verse 2 and 3, where they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Acts 14.23 Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church. 
and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Fasting in principle was the abstinence of food, not water. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 through 2, Jesus fasted food for 40 days. There is what is called a Daniel's fast, just water and vegetables, in Daniel chapter 1 verse 1 through 16. Jesus had referred to mourning in Matthew 9.15 in reference to fasting. Repentance, the tearing of clothes and putting on sackcloth and fasting, like in 1 Kings chapter 21 verse 27 through 28, also involved fasting. In the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus talked about fasting in Matthew 6 verse 16, not the disfiguring of our face to make it apparent to others that we are fasting. Setting Priorities, Luke chapter 5 verse 34 to 35. Jesus answered, Can you make the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days they will fast. Oftentimes fasting, like many things, become a religious ritual rather than from the heart. People have a tendency to elevate observances over the passionate pursuit of the Lord. David was an exception in his generation. In Acts chapter 13 verse 22, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Kind of reminds me of when Jesus came over to Martha's house for dinner. It illustrates the preoccupation of human nature with the details and missed the main event. Like the man hacking his way through the jungle, content with his progress, but in the wrong jungle. We read in Luke chapter 10 verse 38, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Likewise, the question to Jesus about his disciples' fasting was not a priority to him. When we as believers get so distracted in serving Jesus that we forget to sit at his feet, that's a problem. Keeping the letter of the law at the expense of not keeping the spirit of the law as well. Religious practices like the Sabbath always took second seat to Jesus. Matthew chapter 12 verse 7, Jesus said, If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Matthew 23, verse 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, like justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. A new creation foretold. Jesus said in Mark chapter 2 verse 21, No one sews a patch of unshrunken cloth on an old garment. If he does, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. Jesus was making reference to the new covenant. He was ushering in a new creation, like a new cloth. So trying to repair the old with a new patch is pointless. Get a brand new garment instead. Jesus was ushering in a complete replacement of the old system and replacing it with something brand new. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 13. By calling this covenant new, he made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and aging will soon disappear. 
Human nature does not like change. There is security with what is familiar. The religious leaders who were so entrenched in the old covenant, they were afraid of any kind of change. Change also meant the prospect of them losing their power, position, and prestige. John 11.48 If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and then the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. In Luke's version of this parable, in light of what was just stated, Luke chapter 5.39 makes sense. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for he says the old is better. Mark 2 verse 22 And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, he pours new wine into new wineskins. Containers in eastern nations were made and are still made of skins of animals. Generally, the skin was taken entire from a sheep or a goat, and when properly prepared, was filled with wine or water. This made it very convenient to travel over arid and desert regions. They could fill two skins and fasten them together and lay them across the back of a camel and thus carry wine or water great distances. The problem with old wineskins is that over time, they would become very dry and brittle. New wine put into them would ferment and swell and burst them open. So new wineskins would be elastic enough to expand and contract without breaking and thus preserving the wine. With the coming of the new covenant, Jesus here was talking about the new birth. The illustrations of the old cloth and old wineskins speaks of the old sinful spiritual nature. The religions of the world attempt to perform a remodeling or perform a makeover of something dead. It's like giving a condemned house a new paint job on the outside. So what's the point? So Jesus was saying, I'm going to totally replace the old person with a new person in him. John 3 verse 3. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, the words new creation in the Greek means a new species or something that never existed before from scratch, brand new, holy, pure, and righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.16 So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Going back to our house analogy, when we get saved, the old house is completely torn down. Even the foundation is ripped up and a fresh, brand new foundation is laid down to build upon. 1 Corinthians 3.10 By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So once we are born again, we begin to build on that foundation our new Christian life. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 12 If a man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. So in conclusion, the final analysis is this. What folks considered so important, keeping the religious ritual of fasting, is insignificant in the light of the new birth that Jesus was ushering in through the new covenant. So what counts is a new creation? 
not a religious self-improvement job, which is but filthy rags, according to Isaiah 64.6. Galatians 6.15, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life study series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's Word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.